Hello everyone, welcome back to It Was All A Stream. I am your host, Chris, with my co-host, Neil. What's going on, man? What is up? I gotta tell you, I had an interesting watch week this week. Tell us about yeah. it. That's well, what we're here for. That's that's the whole thing. I went, I know you did not get a chance to see it this week, but I went and saw uh, the new Jurassic World movie. Okay. Saw it on the big screen. So. Um, I hear the problem with this movie is one, it suffered from, it was too long between the last one and this one. Too okay. much happened. We're like, you know, COVID, everything else, the the the, the shine, the bloom is off the, the Chris Pratt rose, yeah. I think. I've had enough of his putting his hand up shit. Like that just got old in this uh in this one. Oh, okay, where he's that like everyone quiet. Hand. Yeah. He's a raptor. Exactly. The everyone quiet hand move. Uh-huh. Um but and the other the other problem was that the only I thought the best part of the movie was the old original cast. You know, okay. the Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, and it was an interesting th- So like, I was worried about the trailer because the trailer made it seem like he was just going on a vendetta to get this dinosaur back for the Raptor. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's not that at all. Like it's a, it's a part of that, but it's not that at all, which is good. Cause I think that was his dumb idea. Um, there's a lot of like callbacks. So there's a callback to Biosyn, which was the competing uh, company to InGen from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Dodson, you know, Dodson, Dodson. Yep. We've got Dodson here. That that comes back. Uh, there's like a world hunger, bioengineered food thing. It's just, it's like let it be dinosaurs. You know, we're, we're yeah, moving. Yeah, they tried away. to do too much. Yeah, and. The final thing is I rewatched Jurassic Park Lost World. Okay, the Lost World Jurassic Park. Okay. Um, which second only to the original Jurassic Park, I think is the best. Okay. And as I rewatched it, it was it didn't try to do more than it needed to. Mm-hmm. It's look, here's more dinosaurs. Here's yep. the T-Rex. Yep. Here's somebody you recognize. We're on an island. Uh, but Jeff Goldblum was a total badass in that movie. And I feel like as he's gotten older, we've Goldblumized him too much. Like we've, he's, like, he's himself. I'm, he's he's yeah. not playing anyone else. Right. Like he's just playing himself. And He's playing I different think, versions of him, himself, which fact. he is not. Who you he want is not the Jurassic? Char- no, he's just he's not. In real life, he is not the character that he plays in those first two Jurassic Park movies. That, exactly. That's and what it so is. So they tried a little bit to get him to like badass it up. Yeah. Just. But it's it, not. You know, it's he. He was too. Jeff Goldblumy. Yeah. It's a similar thing you know. to like uh Henry Winkler. Yes. Where he was just the, the coolest person coolest. in the world playing the Fonz. And then, you know, uh obviously we 
he, in real life. Yes, became less not that it's cool. a bad thing. We all who doesn't love Henry Winkler, but absolutely not a, like cool, smooth guy in real life. And that I think it hurt. Like I think it hurt the film because if they could have really done something interesting had they sat down with Jeff and been like, we need you to be this guy from, you know, Mm. lost world. Cause he evolved. Like that was the other best part. Like he was a goof off in Jurassic park, had all this trauma, right? Jurassic park two. He's had that character is a result of that trauma. And it was amazing. Gotcha. But it is what it is. Uh, You know, I don't think you need to go spend the money. I probably uh, won't. But at some point, you should uh, you should drop in just to say hello to the old friends. I will at some point drop in, but yeah. it won't be anytime too soon. No. Um, okay. Let's let's talk more important things here. I'm with you. Uh, let's talk Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh yes. Episode five, the penultimate episode. Pen um, ultimate. I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. About the this episode and the series as a whole. So far, how are you feeling about what's happening? I I'm still excited. I, here's what it is. The best thing this show has going for it now mm-hmm. is that they're getting Darth Vader right. Okay. And I, I thought it would be the reverse. I was worried at first. We talked about this. Like, are they going to screw it up? I thought you and McGregor, great, can't miss. I like what he's doing. Yes. So they've nailed Darth Vader. I get where, what they're doing with, with Obi-Wan, and they're nailing that. It's the mm-hmm. ancillary. It's everything around those two that I think is, I don't know what, maybe like you said cheap the last episode and I was thinking about that. Maybe it does feel a little cheap. Like they're, I don't know. Well, like it's just, fancy. it's in, in my mind and I think it's continued is, uh, cheap is one way to put it. I just think it feels small small you know i could go with that yeah we were on we're in that hangar for an entire episode right and this is star wars yeah Uh, there's galaxies and planets and and all that and and you've got the two like just we're most important we're there for the whole like there's now three episodes in a row we're just in one spot it's pretty empty. It's both small in a, a story universe sense and small in literally the space that we are in Correct. that they are showing us is small. It's and empty. There's not much there going on. Um, that's kind of like the atmosphere that we're being given is very like um, bland. That's a perfect word. It's I, I agree. It's it's getting a little bland. Having said that, I liked, you know, the fire episode more than you did. Yeah. I think this episode had its moments, like when he takes on uh third sister, you know, but 
I think mis- it had its moments as well. The mistake I moments as well. I think they're making is like kill her. And not because <sighs> people are pissing and moaning about her, but just because why like we don't need her to continue. Like she's not crucial to this. And now they got her essentially going to go after Luke and I guess use him to suss out Vader. So let's do a quick recap of the episode for those who might not be following us where we um, we're getting, we begin basically with a flashback and, and this flashback we, we revisit throughout the episode. It kind of is a a foreshadowing of what's going on or a, a look at what's going on thematically within the current day plot line of the episode is what's happening in the flashback we're getting with the, the training between Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker, right. uh, where they're kind of in a training kind of battle. And um, it's basically Obi-Wan's philosophies and ha- his approach to fighting versus Anakin's approach to fighting in this training. And that is mirroring the dynamics of what's happening. Which was a present cool day. Cool concept. Um, and so uh, where we're at in present day is they are, Kenobi is with the, the, the others who are helping mm-hmm. Jedi escape uh, the, the clutches of the empire. Right. Um, they're on the planet Jabim in this, semi-fortress and vader has shown up because uh reva third sister she put the tracker in um leia's little uh, ladybug droid and um was able to track them on this to this uh fort in jabim and they're basically stuck there right they're they're trying to block off the entrances until they have enough time to figure out their escape. Um, Which there's some sabotage that's been done by now, now evil ladybug robot Um, ladybug. And then we have a bunch of dynamics at play where we have uh, Leia is figuring out what's going on with the, the hangar door that, that her robot sabotage you have there's there's a couple elements here yes okay one and i've i've seen this talked about and i tend to agree i don't know necessarily that it was on purpose but i I tend to agree it seems like the episodes are following the episodes of the movies so like in episode one of this season you know there's the young apprentice there's the young you know he's watching over luke he's gonna have to go save leia it's the we have to go get this kid episode one phantom menace then you've got you know there's clones issues there was a lot of like we're on coruscant there's publicness going on you have this vader five brimstone uh, Mustafar thing then are you with me did you freeze up we froze up for a second but we're we should be good now we might have a little choppiness in the in the audio a little choppiness but we'll fight uh, through fight on through then you've got episode four new hope okay where it's 
you know, it's like, okay, it's not just Leia. It's not, you know, there's Luke. We can, or, or rather, you know, you don't just have to rely on Luke. There's Leia's out there, that kind of thing, which hurts the, he was our last hope line that he says to Yoda later on. Yeah. But now that we've gotten to this bunker, it feels a little Empire Strikes Back. Okay. It feels a little like, okay, you're in a, you're in a bunker. You're in a command center. Mm-hmm. Um, Vader is storming the command center with his troops, just like, uh, okay. just like Empire Strikes Back. Vader's inside the command center doing a whole bunch of stuff, scary stuff. And it's about getting ships away, getting transports away through the force field and, and yeah. decoys, all right. that stuff. Fine. Right. I don't like how powerful the force has become that he pulls a ship down. Okay. But but I'll allow it. I can I can get past that. The the issue here is like Leia they needed something for her to do, so they send her into yeah. that to get her out of the way for the episode. Obi-Wan does his I'm going to sacrifice myself for everybody thing. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see obviously they they got picked up for a season two and I heard that they made changes to the last episode to conform to that. Oh, but, I did not know that. They yeah, they've been I, I heard that. Um I read that rather. But what like where are we going? I've now lost the plot. Like I've lost the, the way the train of so, thought. here here's what I'm gonna do. First, like where where is first, this show going? Where do I'm you think going it's going? To, first, I'm going to talk about the good from the episode. Which okay. I I did think it was a step up from episode four, but episode mm-hmm. four was really not good in my opinion. Agreed. Um, here's here are the the aspects of this episode that I liked. Um, I enjoyed the flashbacks. Yes. The flashback was great. I thought they did that really well. Um, good for Hayden Christensen. He did yes. a very good job. Um, that that was fun to go back to um, the Clone Wars era and have that flashback and, and have them interacting again. That was nice. Um, I support that. I liked Tala and who is what's the the robot? Uh, the loader robot yes what yes. what is what is its was name it ben or something i ben think something yes um but the loader silent yeah. bob yes 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 silent bob <laughs> yeah yeah so he, i liked their sacrifice mm-hmm. um i thought it was actually meaningful i thought that was a good tala was a good character agreed um overall and um probably the only redeeming character I felt that that was new was. to the show, a, an original character was Tala. That, that was a, the only good original character that we've gotten. Uh, um, agreed. So agreed. far. Yeah. Um, well-written, well done. Definitely. And then I enjoyed maybe not the end result of it, but I thought the fight between Vader and the third sister was really cool. I thought they did a they did very that right. good. Yes. They did that right. They that's exactly what Vader would have done. He was r- just vicious and brutal 
without even lifting his own lightsaber, which Agreed. is great. Um, so that was really cool to see a fight done that way, which they haven't done before. So that was cool. Um, here's the the big issue is with their is with the plot. Okay, the plot is the big issue. We all knew that third sister was one of the younglings. Yes. Okay. We yeah, all knew we that. We saw that coming, right? And that was quote unquote revealed to us when she just yeah. tells Obi-Wan her life story yeah. through the door. Like, I don't know why. So, <laughs> but then she also reveals that she's not actually, or somehow Obi-Wan Kenobi figures this out. She's not actually after Obi-Wan. She's really after yes. Darth Vader. Right. Which... So here's where things really fall apart with the logic of all of this. Because it makes no sense. What, that he would know all along? No. Her plan yeah. makes no sense. So here's what, uh, there's a lot of things that make no sense, but Go I'm going to specifically talk about her plan right now. So her whole thing is I need to d- get close to Darth Vader right. to get my revenge for what he did to me when I was a youngling and all of my friends, yes. right? Where she tells the story, which was really tough to hear. And obviously it was done prior to the events that happened a hundred weeks ago. Yes. But that was, that was tough. Uh, and having said that, really talk about that. Yeah. But having said that it, it is something that was alluded to in episode three. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that now has, in, has retroactively informed the Vader mythos. Yes. And so, you know, it is what it is. It had to happen. Of course. Like, it of is course. why he's yes. evil. So, yeah. yeah. But go ahead. So, Carry on. She's doing all of this to get close enough to Darth Vader to right. kill him. But in doing so, she is doing all of the things that she's upset Darth Vader did to, like, she's willing to sacrifice all of these other people that she's killing mm-hmm. for however many years since she was a youngling. Oh yeah. In order to just kill Darth Vader. Okay. So here's my, I guess what? here's my thing. The revenge aspect. I understand. I even understand Vader knowing about it because that would, I, that would attract him to her because of the like evil, like strike me down. You know, y- you want to pick up an apprentice and then take out the guy above you. Like, I get it. It's that dark side thing. That's part oh. two. That made no sense to me, but let's, well, let's continue. I can dig it. I can get, I can get there. How well, let's continue. However, I, I, it is hard to reconcile that she'd be such a, tool for all those years um on the way to revenge however she was killing jedi and she wasn't thrilled with the jedi they did not come back to save her no so that's fine but then you're gonna go through however many years of doing this you've had this plan yeah and then the best you've got when you're right there Mm -hmm is now you're just going to listen to Obi-Wan and let him do what he wants to do. Like it was out of plot convenience 
that she teams up with Obi at that point. She didn't need yes. to do any of those things that she she did. Agreed. Why was that the moment for her to decide, okay, now I'm going to try to kill Darth Vader? That made uh, no sense. You're going to yeah, let right. Obi-Wan escape in order to what? What was the point? It didn't make any sense. And then... In order to have the final confrontation with Vader. You can, you can do that. Why would you have a final confrontation with Vader? Her, she was trying to sneak up on Vader, which didn't work. If she was right. going to do that, she might as well just do it when she has she brings Obi-Wan to him. When he's distracted and he could... She could two birds with one stone while he's dealing with Obi-Wan. She could Presumably. just sneak no, attack but... Darth Vader and then it's done. Remember, she asks him, do you want to kill Vader? And he doesn't answer. So I got the impression she didn't want him in the vicinity because he, Obi-Wan, might stop her from killing Darth Vader. I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's loose logic to me. Thin. And then, thin logic. And then on top of it, yes. now you have this fight with, right. with Vader. And now all of a sudden he's like, oh, no, no, no. We knew this whole time yes. that you were actually I trying no to kill me. And not only that, mm -hmm. but Grand Inquisitor, he knew too. Ha, ha, ha. He's here too. Bring him out. Bring out the Grand Inquisitor. And he comes out and it's like, oh, yeah, Grand Inquisitor is all part of your plan to get stabbed in the stomach. <laughs> and well, you're like, oh, yeah, no, I knew you were going to do that. Wink, wink. I knew wink, the whole wink. time. Please I, trust me. That just made I don't think he intended no to get stabbed. Sense. Yeah. It made no sense whatsoever. None of it lined up. Yeah. It was like they were trying so hard to have a twist, and it was just a really, a really twist. terrible, horribly thought out twist that well, makes no sense logically. Yes, I think. I think. They should have buried the lead more with her being a youngling because that made it made for a but bland just, like, twist. What but was the, the use? What was her use? It didn't, it doesn't make sense. What was her use? What was she doing that they needed her to like stick around and they were okay with her wanting to kill well, the most powerful person in their whole regime? Like yeah. they're, they were good with, with that. I don't what think was she doing. I don't think them. the Inquisitors were super aware of her plot. I think Vader knew it. But, but Vader... I, she, she was good at what she did, and she was trying to hunt down Obi-Wan, which served Vader's purposes. Slash, I think Vader was trying or thinking about uh, bringing up a new Padawan, a new Sith apprentice. Because uh, even in, even in uh, Return of the Jedi, it's... No, 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 in Empire you know, we will, we can destroy the emperor and rule the galaxy as father and son. He's always looking for a new apprentice. Yeah. It didn't work always for looking me, to take out the emperor. Even in episode three, even in episode three, uh, before he's all chopped up, he says to Obi-Wan, he's like, uh, I, I'm more powerful than the emperor. I can overthrow him. And you know, and then Obi-Wan's like, don't you hear yourself? So he's always, he's always thinking, he's always thinking about that. And the fact that he wants to overthrow the guy above him, I think ingratiates 
people under him to be like, oh, she wants to overthrow me. I know that game. I know that. I know your game, you rogue. Yeah, I I didn't like it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I didn't think it was fair good. enough. I think just like lean into like it's much more interesting for of for it to be what we thought like it's okay for it to be what we thought where it's like she we all knew she was a youngling and she's in a position where she's like where were the jedi when order 66 happened they were supposed to protect us we were just kids we were just learning about the force and now all of my friends are dead and look at what happened so screw you guys. I understand what Anakin did, but I'm teaming up with the the winner in all of this scenario, and I'm mm. with him now because yeah, you guys that. screwed me over. You guys screwed me. And now me. I'm out for revenge. And then you put in some personal thing with with Obi Wan where it made it personal for her. Whatever reason it is, maybe he was teaching them at one point well, or or whatever. And, and that's it. why she's so gung ho yeah. along with Vader. There was no need no need whatsoever to have the twist that they put in that was really like it really uh, look, took I agree. away from it i agree it would have been better had she just and it makes her a better character i i look I'm really a, she's really a I, tough character i think she's i great see a, a great actor very good actor not a good character going. yeah i think she were going but a better character so it would have made anyways. her a better character Let's move on. I, I'll, I'll end with this. Um, the idea that Obi-Wan, you know, then sent a recorded message warning all the Jedi to stay away, I think, was a good focal point for her to be pissed off at. Because it's like, not only were we getting slaughtered. Did, they, did she mention that? I feel like. they. I don't know. I, I don't I remember her that. mentioning that. But that would have been great, right? Because that would have been that. an amazing yeah. thing to to bring up. I don't yeah. know. I don't remember her doing that. I have Maybe to, she, I have to I do a rewrong. But I think would, she brought that up. That's that. There's the link right there. Yeah, there's I'm a, talking there's about a why she would be hyper focused on Obi Wan along with Vader. Anyways, that's why we should be writing these shows. And uh, I 100% agree with that. But whatever. Carry on. So we got one more episode of Obi Wan left. Um, like you said, she stumbles upon the message that um, Jimmy Smith's leaves have, have left for Obi-Wan about Luke and, and Leia and all that. Yes. Um, so presumably she's going to see what Luke's up to and maybe use Luke as leverage. Um, and Obi-Wan's going to have to save him. And then we still have Darth Vader is at large with the now... Yes. Um, resurrected Grand Inquisitor and they are looking for Obi-Wan as well and we will see how this show ends I think like right now for me out, out of the Star Wars shows because we like ranking things yes I hate to say it I think it's three for me unless they can redeem themselves in this last episode and it's only three for me because Boba Fett had those two phenomenal Mandalorian episodes in it. Well, yeah. They they got two bites of the apple. I mean, if I'm separating those out, Boba Fett's last, but right. Boba Fett had the Mandalorian season 3. True. So yeah. Look, I agree I agree with that ranking. I would go Mandalorian, 
Obi-Wan, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Um, I, I just, again, I'm still, I'm still on board sheerly uh, for, for Ewan McGregor and Darth Vader. Like they're mm-hmm. doing enough good work that it's, they're carrying this whole series. But I digress. What's on our docket, brah? Okay, let's talk Miss Marvel. Uh, look, I'm not going to bury the lead. It's a no for me, dog. Really? Yeah, and I tried hard because it's Jersey City, Jersey represent. Uh-huh. Um, and there's some stuff in there that's really staunchly Jersey. I even think they took the opening title sequence uh-huh. um, from Jersey City. Like, not just the visual landscape, but also... Like there's a lot of uh, murals like pa- mm-hmm. on, on buildings, painted on buildings. Um, and the opening sequence is very urban graffiti mural type yeah. thing. So I was digging it. But here's my critique. Like, and if you want, you can go episode by episode or we could do it holistically. But my overall critique is I think I am just too old for this show okay like i think and and that's not a bad thing like yeah you know no that's that's fair that's very fair when you think about it you and i started 10 years ago when marvel began like truly it's been over a decade so we're now 10 years older and they're introducing new characters but the idea is you got to hook kids like you got to hook you know, and I think I'm just a shade outside of this age bracket that they're aiming at. Okay. What are um, your thoughts? Here's my thoughts. I very understandable perspective there. Um, I love it. Okay. And I yeah. so much as think the first episode of Miss Marvel is yeah. the best opening episode of a Marvel Disney Plus series that we've gotten to date. Interesting. Now, that doesn't mean that, oh, I think Ms. Marvel is better than Loki, for sure. instance. Loki overall was incredible. Yes. But I think as far as openers, opening episodes go, I thought it was so good. I think we're getting an original origin story, which origin stories are played out, but this is very original, very unique perspective that we're getting. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with the comic, but I know that the comic is, the original run of the comic is very beloved by a lot of comic book readers. Um, I think I got a lot of Tom Holland Spider-Man vibes. I did Which is too. something I really like, obviously, because yeah. I love Spider-Man and I love Tom Holland Spider-Man. Um, I think the um, and I'm I feel bad that I am forgetting the the actor's name, but the the actor playing Miss Marvel, I think she's a oh, star. Iman Vellani. Um, Iman Vellani, I think she's a star. Yeah. I think she's incredible, and they found her off the street. Yeah, And I think what they're doing visually with all the animation and stuff mm. is really, really cool and original and, yes. and smart the way they're using it as well, because this is a character who's very much 
in her own head and daydreaming and stuff like that. It's almost a little bit like reminds me of like Scrubs when JD will drift off into his imagination, oh, yeah. you know, when you'll cut to a scene of what he's well, imagining. So they're checking a lot where of boxes. This, where this, when yeah. she's daydreaming and imagining stuff, you're, yeah. it's alongside what's actually happening in real life. I can. So I think that. this is a really fun show. I think they're doing a good job with it. I think, you know, I, I would like for them to get moving a little bit as far as like, you know, okay, who's the villain? Like, like what's what happening? are we? Right. What's happening? Um, that's great. We're she's figuring out her powers, and you know, we're learning about her family dynamics and her friend dynamics and everything like that. Um, after two episodes, I'd say now it's time to, and it seems like they're going to like now it's time to get it going a little bit. Mm. But I I think it's just such a delightful and charming show, uh, and I'm enjoying it. That might be, oh. Uh, like charming i can give it charming yeah i i will continue like i'll watch the the next episode and and see like see maybe once they get a villain going where we're at but and it did i see that it checked a lot of boxes for you because i get that drift off scrubs reference i get the tom mm-hmm. holland of it all i felt a little um toby mcguire spider-man i was gonna say when she's on the roof testing out her power yeah absolutely like absolutely. that they're pulling back. from there as well yeah so you know it's it's charming i don't yet this is and this is definitely you know, a, a family show yeah this is definitely yes. a show i i wouldn't say that as much i wouldn't go as far as to say that it's like just for young audiences but it's certainly meant excuse that way family watching yeah you know it's what I mean? Huge. It's can it can be for all ages, and it does lean that way. But I, it's not as like corny as and childish as a Disney Channel series would be, and things like that. Yes, um, definitely. And just cinematic, like cinematically, like what they're doing, I think they're doing a really, really great job as far as the direction and and all the animation that they're doing I, I think has been really fun and really really cool what they've been able to do especially for a disney plus show like outside of loki visually this might be the best looking oh it's vibrant disney plus yeah show period it certainly is yeah certainly vibrant so i can't take that away from it um but anyways, I'm enjoying it. I, you know, you you gave it a shot. I think I think your critique is very fair um, and and understandable. Um, old man Neil over there. Old man, I'm aging. Old man Neil. I need a I need a superhero who <laughs> is curmudgeonly and uh, you know. In fact, I I think that's one of the reasons I kind of liked. Um, uh, Oh, I can't think of it. Um, Doctor Strange. Because oh, he's he's kind of he like at is, the point. He's such a curmudgeon. Yeah, he's like yeah, enough. That's a good way to that's a good way to put it. He's a curmudgeon. I liked everything he had um, going on. Let's let's do a little before we um before we close, let's yeah. do a little rolling or trolling. Ah, what is the latest? Squid Game Season 2 was officially <laughs> announced yes. by Netflix. Are you rolling or trolling? Are you looking forward to a Season 2 of Net of 
on Netflix, a season two I, of Squid Games. I am. Uh, I won't troll it, but I'm definitely slow, like the slowest of rollings, because the first one, I got it. It was interesting. It's kind of unique. I see. I saw the appeal, but it wasn't like it wasn't something I had to see. Like, I, I didn't get the hype, like all the hype. But it was something else. Like I, I'll give. I can't take that away from. It. Do we need a second season? Because now again, the the cat's out of the bag, right? You know, like the, the like the concept of of the whole thing for money, for your survival, for this. Like now that that's no longer a new concept, is the show interesting? Right. Like, is the twist still that? Like, can they make it twisty enough? Yeah, for people to want to revisit that world, type of thing. And I, you know, possibly, but I doubt it. Um. Additionally, staying in the Squid Game world, mm. they are Netflix is also going to do a Squid Game reality show. See, this is this is part of the where they're actually going to do the Squid Games. I'm assuming minus the murders. Minus and the murders. It will be the largest prize for a reality show in reality show history. They are going to be giving out 456 or 4.4.56 million dollars. Oh, 4.5. Yes, 4.56. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah, that's fine. I was like, if you're going to give 400 million dollars, I will be a contestant on this reality show. can't be it can't be that yeah it's 4.56 million okay. it's you know they're well, they you know moved what? over a decimal point from the rea- from you. the tv show yeah. to, for the reality show good um, for them i don't see uh, here's the other thing we already have that and people don't re- realize it because it was on like maybe it was mtv or whatever that late night like it come on at one in the morning remember wipeout and it was it was dubbed yeah. in english that like we have it already i guess so yeah that's interesting way to put it um yeah i guess i'm rolling i don't know i I guess i'm rolling with it i get like (sighs) there's certain things where it's like do you know the guy um he's a youtuber his name is mr beast have you heard of him he is essentially the largest youtuber just period like he's makes all kind of he's one of the most Word. successful youtubers in Out the history there. of youtube gotcha. and what he does is a lot of like challenge things like to keep your hand on this lamborghini and the last person to take their hand Wins off the gets to win the lamborghini okay and he did his own version of squid games where he had people pay, play squid games and stuff like that right and it's like there's certain there's a lot of good he does like he donates a lot of charity he does a lot of things for charity he's done things for like food banks where he's like okay we're gonna buy this entire grocery store for the food bank and then that's the video but there's other things where it's very materialistic okay kind of makes me like like feel uneasy about it you know what i mean interesting and this kind of falls in that realm where it's like it's like all the same people compete that competed in all his other videos are competing for this Lamborghini now. And it's like, I don't know, you can do something better with your money than right. like 
buy another give away another Lamborghini. Just give another like, living, you can right. give that money to people who need it. It's like it's it's very or like taking his friends like, OK, here's a we're going to draw a triangle in the middle of the store and whatever you could fit in the triangle, I'm going to buy for you. <laughs> OK, and it's like it's very material. So like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting a little bit with this 4.56. It's very like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay. I'm going to use my friends and tempt them with money right in order to get them to do things for me type of thing yeah. you know what i mean and that's kind yep. of the vibe i'm getting now with with this squid game is like we're gonna get 456 people to do ridiculous things in the hopes that they get money it's like i feel like they're like i don't know playing with their little minions it's I, like the vibe can, that, that i'm getting from them i can support that yeah yeah like now you're abusing your audience yeah a little bit yeah yeah i don't know so i don't know how i feel about it anyways i'm i'm getting i'm going too far down there <laughs> let's let's continue on marvel is officially making a thunderbolts movie uh, yeah. which is in development according to deadline see now this is something i can half-ass uh, support like again skewing a little younger perhaps given the material of the cartoon or the well the the comic but i'm interested i want to say i'm, I'm gonna roll that with this i'm gonna i'm gonna allow it what are your thoughts on that uh yeah i'm rolling with it too i think depending on who we get as well i'm assuming we're gonna get baron zemo who was the best oh. part of falcon and winter soldier totally. um, i'm assuming we are going to get uh yelena belova the new black widow who has been crushing it and she's been a great character um we'll you know i'm sure we're gonna get some u.s agent um yes maybe abomination I, I don't know who else they're gonna add to that roster um but i'm i'm all for it let's do it. this is something that we kind of figured was gonna happen ever since um julia louis dreyfus yep. showed up um so yeah that's it sounds fun to me let's do that show um ghostbusters afterlife uh will be getting a sequel see i know it i what are your thoughts on this i just give mine i just recently over the last couple weeks watched Mm -hmm. ghostbusters afterlife for the first time and i thought it was just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake i have heard that i have heard that very much that has been the common critique so i'm good like i i I didn't really need a sequel it's tough because it's like i just don't know how much more there is to do with that (laughs) franchise especially because the original was very much like so far off the beaten path of like what was going on in movies so you have that combined with just a one of a kind character and performance uh with bill murray a hundred percent that it's like you how do you recreate that when you don't have bill murray or anyone like him and that's the thing like i the critique was nostalgia for nostalgia's sake I referenced 
uh, Jurassic Lost World Jurassic Park as being an excellent film that that really does not get enough credit. Um, my opinion, if you're going to do this, give the people what they want. Just give us a movie with the original Ghostbusters. Like, give me Ghostbusters three. Like, that's all anybody ever wanted. I just, but like, we're pa- we're past the point where we can get that. Because, like, not to be ageist, but they're too old. Well, but, but you know what? Like while I thought uh, this series, the Miss Marvel series, was a little too young for me, maybe there's an audience out there. For, are you telling me you would not go watch this movie? You wouldn't pay your money to go I'd see? I'd watch it, but I don't know if I like it. Well, that's fair, but like, but we'd go for the benefit of the doubt, and I probably I would like it. No, if I'm I would, go, I don't. I don't know if I would go. I think I would probably oh. just like watch it. Like, I didn't go see Ghostbusters Afterlife in theaters. Yes, but admittedly, and this is no, this is nothing against Paul Rudd, but the no, marketing, not this, yeah, yeah, the marketing for Ghostbusters Afterlife was Paul Rudd. The marketing was not this is Ghostbusters 3 with you know the gangs all here. Had they done that, I think it would have been a different situation. Yeah, I mean I think you know, just do that. Like Jurassic World, you know, when we started all this nonsense, give me Jurassic Park 4. Just give me, you know, I would have watched Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and and Jeff Goldblum deal with dinosaurs for an hour and a half like i would have done it i just i think the part of what made the original so great Hmm. was the fact that you had you know vankman and you had um something you've uh, never seen before you had but you had them also like it was very aware of what it was as far as like okay you have them using all these crazy scientific yeah. technological terms mm. balanced with bill murray who's just making fun of all of it yeah the entire movie spoofing who's, the whole thing they're understanding the they're making this movie but within it they're also spoofing and talking about how ridiculous all of it is right and they just all they're doing now with these sequels is they're just like they're, they've lost that part of it and that was the part that actually made it great it wasn't yeah. the ghosts it wasn't the marshmallow man it wasn't the it wasn't all of the that stuff the the soul was, of the franchise yeah, was something that you dynamic. can't really repeat yeah yeah i agree something you can't really repeat but let's look at it this way too um to my point look at indiana jones now the fourth one sucked but at least it's Harrison Ford. It's old Mumbles himself. Like they they tried. They were like, oh well, we'll, we'll maybe Shia LaBeouf will be the next indie. And we all, in collectively, I don't think we have as a nation have been more together on something than when we cried out with one voice, no. Well, to Shia so. LaBeouf. That's going to be a good example because it's seemingly we are going to get what you've been asking from a lot of these franchises Mm. we are going to get the original yes character the old version of the character 
is in getting the- a full movie with yes. Indiana Jones. And we are going to find out if that's good and something that people want or not. Well, and I think we're going to find out. Yes. Seems like it's good. Person, I hope really hope it's good. Yeah. But a lot of me thinks that it's more again nostalgia based than anything because it's like we can't let go of the actor who played right. them it has to be the actor and we have to just continue well, with the original actor I, because we have they made us feel things yes in the first movie yes and while nostalgia can be fun but it can also go horribly horribly wrong let's look but like america has spoken it does not like when you try to create a new vein, like, oh, we're good. It's a tributary. Yeah, look, look at all the people you recognize and love. But really, we're following Chris Pratt. And then it's like, uh, oh, what was the other thing? I, was I that's true as oh, well. Top Gun. Top Gun. Top Gun was baller. Top Gun the was a perfect amazing. way to do it. Yes. But that's we what we followed to Tom Cruise. Like it was Tom Cruise's story. Yes. And it's similar, though. It's similar to, well, Tom Cruise is a different animal, though. Yeah, because Tom he's still Cruise 26 years old. Is, yes, he's, he's like 60 years old, but he's really yes. not. Like, I, yeah, I agree. So that's like, that's a that, tough comparison. Yes, that's a he tough comparison. might be the exception to the rule. Yes. Um, I, this, this one you're going to enjoy. Oh, I'm ready. Um, so the joker 2 yes. has been confirmed mm-hmm. and apparently uh lady gaga is in talks to lady join gaga. the cast and play um the joker ver- versus version, version of harley quinn Ooh. and it's being planned the reason being that she- she's in talks is because it's being planned as a musical of course. Okay. See, this is this this is the problem. What like why you just did a great job of explaining, you know, Ghostbusters, the original was something we'd never seen before. Joker was very different. You know, yes, it was the seriousness of the Chris Nolan Batmans. Yes, it was all these characters that we're familiar with, but it was certainly a unique film because it was like a psychological exploration Mm -hmm. you know had they swapped out the joker of it all that movie could have stood as an insane person trying to get his act together like what's the story yeah having said that why take all that goodwill and then schumacher it (laughs) it's like you have batman you have Batman Returns. Everybody loves Michael Keaton. Yes. What are we going to do next? We're going to put nipples on the Batsuit. Why? This is this is this generation's nipples on the Batsuit. Oh, like that's one. That's way to how put I it. feel. I don't think I can top that. So I'm just <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm with right. you. That's I how agree. I feel. Damn it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I agree with that. I I don't get it i didn't care for joker okay um so i i feel like there's a large faction of people who did enjoy the joker whose opinions i largely probably disagree with (laughs) overall 
and it kind of makes me happy that this is probably driving them crazy. Yeah. That this is going to be a musical. I get that. And so I don't know who this movie is for anymore. Great. Because question. it's also not going to people who like musicals, I would imagine certainly did not like the first Joker. Uh, no. Um, so I don't know who the movie is no for sound anymore. Of music. Um, it sounds like it's becoming a parody of itself. Um, yes. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie will be Taika. about brand new characters and quote, expand the world unquote um he said he quote would like to take something new and create some new characters and just expand the world otherwise it feels like it's a very small story end quote well i mean i can't argue with that like okay you know i'll i i get it and that's fine here uh, let me put it this way um yes that's what you should do. They should not have tried to do that with the original Star Wars property. So there was a lot of people pissing and moaning when the Star Wars movies were coming out and being like, oh, it's just a Skywalker story. It's always a Skywalker story. Why did she have to be a Skywalker? But that's what that is. If you want to go tell something else, go do that. But if you're yeah. going to put an episode in front of it, Star Wars episode blank, it's a Skywalker story. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, you know my feelings. I think they, the, the sequel series was Drek that they destroyed it. But uh, that's, it's like, I'm okay with Taika. Do your thing, but do it over here. You know, don't. Yeah, I'm ready. You know. I'm personal. I'm ready to move on from the Skywalkers. So like this yeah. to me is good. Like, let's do something different. Hmm. give me something new we don't the uh, star wars again like part of my complaint about obi-wan is that it's it seems very small like expand the world this should be a huge crazy wide universe of tons of things different things and different people and different characters yes. and different dynamics like i understand the appeal of the skywalkers but there's more to this universe than just the skywalkers so I i'm glad that we hopefully will be getting that um with some new stuff that they're working we'll see. on and the benefit to that world too is the empire depending on when they said it the empire is a common thread so you can have <laughs> pop-ins of vader you know yeah. if you said it during the days of the republic depending on what year you know you could have yoda pop-ins where like mm -hmm. he's you know yeah, he's of course a, of course or something. Yep. but like i agree with you like you can do ancillary characters that connect everything mm -hmm. you know the grand moths and all that yeah um doing the opposite of expanding yes. the world hbo mm is developing a Jon Snow Game of Thrones sequel series where Kit Harington will reprise his role. Huh. You know what I think this is? I think this is them getting nervous that no one gives a shit about the sequel series they're going to do. The House of Dragon? Yeah. I think they're like, you know what? We just realized no one cares what happened 2,000 years before Game of Thrones. Here, see, I think the prequel series is going to be dope. Okay. And I think they're just falling back to bad habits. Possibly. Where it's like what ruined 
Game of Thrones is stuff like let's bring John, let's do a Jon Snow sequel series. Okay. What didn't ruin Game of Thrones is stuff like let's do a prequel series of the Targaryen dynamics where things, Talk yes, the, yeah, there'll be dragons, but what's more important, what people are more interested in is the social dynamics of what and political yeah. dynamics of what's going on in the era. Like, that's what people liked. Like, the dragons were cool, Agreed. but no one was watching Game of Thrones solely to see dragons breathe fire. A hundred percent agreed. I also so like they we need, need to win. get back to we need to make Game of Thrones great again. Let's make Game of Thrones great again. Yes. M G G A. Gotta. I support it. I'm with you on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna support you. I'm rolling. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, that is all I got for you. What uh Ezra Miller is just more and more things are coming out about how terrible of a person he is. Um, Now it's Warner brothers will quote unquote, likely not um, use Ezra Miller in future DC films. Wow. That's a, yeah, no kidding. Um, What they need to do in my opinion, and it's going to cost them money is they need to reshoot that movie and recast his part. I'll tell That's you. That's why I think they need to reshoot all of the scenes that he was in, which mm-hmm. are going to be a lot of them, and they need to recast that part because they can't have him in this movie. Well, look, here's here's a problem. You are you talking about the Flash movie? Yeah. Well, I I have two. I'm of two minds on this. One, while I agree with you, okay, I do agree. Two, <laughs> uh, I don't cotton to the idea of excising someone of like because it's it's almost orwellian like but, george orwellian like we're gonna i got someone out of something here's the thing yes he's a jerk we, it's a shame no Here we are. no no but Moving he's forward. like he's gr- like grooming children no no dude i'm not i'm not defending this man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm saying that we are here now let's put this behind us and move forward i don't know that the way to do that is to re assemble a film i think it's put this out there in the world let's say goodbye to ezra miller and move on and i'm upset to begin with i didn't want that yeah which i'm fine with i didn't want tim uh, michael keaton's return to to be in in this because i feel like this is going to kill it but even before ezra miller turned out to be a a, a loon yes i think the, so here's the thing. This seemingly is yeah. too important of a film for right. WB to do something like that because this is their reset, right? And like yes. you said, it's the return of Michael Keaton. Yes. In my mind, it's not really like you're going back and like rewriting and like it's not Orwellian because it hasn't come out yet. There's no reason yeah. why they can't make changes. Like, They're currently yeah. making changes to the movie now as we speak editing and stuff like that so it's not like it's a finished product the movie doesn't come out for another year so my thing is it's that important to they they either need to they either need to i think in my Mm. mind recast because this is going it's only going to get worse as far as the publicity and the pr 
is yes. concerned yes. related to him and now this movie um, by relation. Or mm-hmm. they just got to scrap it. They just got to. They just got to eat. Either way, they're they're gonna Dude. have to eat the money that they put into it. But you're talking about another. like three hundred million dollars. I know, but they're WB. They can they can eat it. But like, they're are they gonna make their money back, back from this if they keep keep him and just leave it the way it is and be yeah. and ignore what was going on with it? You know what I mean? All right, but answer this question. From a social perspective, I see where you're coming from. From a story perspective, they've already convoluted and screwed up the DC universe. This is supposed to act as a system reset. If you don't have that actor in that role and you replace him with a new face, it's almost like you've now you've totally he's playing, lost. Them. He's playing the same role. The actor and the role are two different. Like the actor isn't the Flash. You know, he no, but the uh, I, but the idea is this is going to create different worlds so that we can now follow a different flash. But if you already create a different flash in the movie where we're supposed to get a different flash, it's like, what's the point? What if you uh recast him with Grant Gustin? I was hoping Grant Gustin was in this movie anyway as one of the flashes. So I, I I've been saying for years. Grant Gustin should have been the cinematic flash that they had a built-in universe that they're squandering. But the other thing is if you replace him too, then maybe you can continue that flash franchise with the, because it's, it's a more likable actor just in general. Yes, But, but that whole franchise, the writing, the idea, the universe sucks. So like, I just want like, let Esmeralda Miller be in it so that it finally kills it dead and okay. we can burn that's a per- it and move that's a perspective. on. That's a perspective. Like, that's my yes. feel. Like, I, I, I understand. Now yeah. I am understanding you. Okay. Like, okay. just let's I am put understanding the final you. nail in and move on. <laughs> You're seeing this as a means to an end. It needs, yes. to, it needs to come out so that it ends. It, yes. <laughs> that's, that's your goal with it. He, yes. He must go so we all might live. <laughs> and that's how I Okay. Feel. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yes. At least we're getting, we're, we will also be getting Michael Keaton in the uh, HBO Max Batgirl movie. So, also true. It won't be his only return to the bat suit. Um, yeah, that, we shouldn't have even talked about it. I'll, I'll end on this one because this will be a fun one. This, this will be the last what do you one. Got? In a recent interview with MTV News, Chris Evans revealed that he would love to return to the MCU as Human Torch. Oh. He said that would actually be an easier sell to me than coming back as Cap. Well, I, listen, I think I said this when it happened. I didn't think the phone was going to be ringing off the hook when he left the Cap role. You know, but, and now I think he realizes that. So he's like, huh. How can I get back uh, into he's doing plenty of thirty stuff. million dollar movies? So, but I'll, listen, I would I I actually liked the Fantastic Four Jessica Alba series movies. Yeah, like the second one needed help, but I was all about it. So uh, you know, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, let's bring that back. I'll watch that movie. I'd kind of be fine with it too, with uh, Human Torch from another you know universe 
Yeah. In the multiverse of things, he exists Madness. and he does a little cameo even or something like that. That would be fun. I can I'm, it. I'm for it too. Let's we're ending on a positive. We're both rolling yeah. with that. Um, all right, folks, that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening to another episode of It Was All Stream. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please like, review, rate, subscribe, what all the things that you do with podcasts that you like. We would appreciate it. Um, we are on every major podcast platform. We are also on Neil's tremendous, wonderful, fantastic, must-read website glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two the screen.com neil what do you got to say to the people stream on